This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Oh, hi. Um, If you're new today, if you're visiting today, then my name's Hannah. It's lovely to meet you guys. Um, I lead Sterling Vineyard. um, And today I'm going to be just taking us through the next in our series that we've been doing over the last few weeks, particularly looking at the Holy Spirit. So we're continuing in the series where we're looking at the person, the power, the nature of the Holy Spirit, you know, taking a bit more of a deep dive um, as we look to understand more about the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so over the past few sessions that we've had together, the past few weeks, we've looked first of all at who is the Holy Spirit. And we we looked at how the Holy Spirit is a person, that he's someone that we can grow in our relationship with um, as we pursue him. Uh, Last week, Stephen spoke on um, the the Holy Spirit, how he comes to transform us, how he transforms our hearts um, and how how he moves in our lives. And this week, what we're going to particularly look at is the Holy Spirit as our helper, my helper. Of course, I'm sure lots of us are familiar with Jesus describing the Holy Spirit as a helper, as he promised the Holy Spirit to his disciples. But what exactly did he mean by that? What do we mean when we talk about the Holy Spirit as our helper? And, and that's kind of the question that we're going to be looking at a little bit today and unpacking a little bit more. I wonder what kind of person you identify as this morning out of these two options. Are you a do-it-yourself kind of person? Or are you an ask for help kind of person? You know, which one of those two do you kind of veer towards more easily? I'm not going to embarrass anyone by asking you to show uh, your hands as to which one of those you are. I'm sure in a way we're a little bit of both of those things. Um, My 10-month-old Levi, who's up the back there, um, he has just learned to climb the stairs in the last week or so, which has been great fun. Um, So whenever we go upstairs now, I have to lay him down and patiently let him climb up the stairs. And the smile on his face, he absolutely loves it. But I made the mistake in the last week of when I wanted to go upstairs, just lifting him up to carry him up the stairs, and he erupted into tears. He was so upset by that. And even though he can't speak yet, I knew that what he was telling me was, Mommy, I want to do it myself. (laughs) He is, after all, his daddy's boy. (laughs) Sorry, Stan, if you're listening. (laughs) But actually, this kind of want-to-do-it-myself attitude isn't unique to babies and toddlers. Actually, lots of us grown-ups too can have that same attitude. We want to do it ourselves. You know, maybe it's that we want to show that we're capable or we want to prove ourselves or maybe show that we're kind of independent or maybe we're just the type of person who doesn't want to bother anyone else um, and just wants to get on with it on our own. You know, I was reminded as I was writing this about the African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, then go alone. But if you want to go far, then go together. You see, help is good. Community and working together is a good thing. And I believe that our heart is that we want to go far for the kingdom of God. And if that's the truth, then maybe we need a little help. Or maybe we need a lot of help. (laughs) And I think Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that we needed a helper. And so he promised the Holy Spirit to come as a helper. So we're going to look at our passage today. Um, We're in the book of John from chapter 14. If you have a Bible, you can turn or swipe there now, but it will also, that's already on the screen behind me. Hopefully you can read that. Um, 
So yes, yeah, so we're in John chapter 14, uh, reading from verses 15 to 21. Um, this, this passage of scripture is part of a section of John's gospel that's known as the Upper Room Discourse. It happened not long before Jesus would be arrested, beaten, and eventually crucified. You know, for Jesus, if ever there was a time for him to ask for help, perhaps this would have been it. If ever there was a time that he could ask the disciples to lay hands and pray for him, to strengthen him for all that was coming, this was it. But instead of asking for help, Jesus selflessly uses this moment in the face of all that's ahead to teach the disciples about the help that he would instead send them in his coming absence. So let's read together. As Jesus promises the Holy Spirit... If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I'll not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, because I live you, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, he, he is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Amen. Just a bit more background on this particular passage um, in the book of John, chapters 14, 15, and 16 are really some of the most detailed teaching that we get from Jesus on the topic of the Holy Spirit. So it's a section, if we're hungry to know more, to really study and to look at, and, to, and it's a section to be paid attention to. And as I particularly looked at this section of these passages this week, there was something that stood out to me that I hadn't quite seen before. We're reading from the NIV translation here, and it's translated there that Jesus will send, that he will send another advocate. In the ESV translation, it says another helper. In the King James, it says another comforter. In the Passion translation, it says another savior. You know, each of these translations is accurate in translating uh, the original Greek word, which some of you might know was paraclete. You might have heard that word before. Paraclete means helper. But the Greek language is so much richer than our English language that often one word can have many meanings. Um, and this is a perfect example of that. So paraclete literally means, so para is to come alongside someone or something and it, to, to help, to comfort, to strengthen, to save. And so that is the role of the Holy Spirit to the children of God. You know, who wouldn't want all of those things? Who wouldn't want that kind of help in our lives? But actually, it's not that part that stood out to me. The bit that stood out to me was that in every translation, Jesus says, another, another helper, another. You know, I never noticed that before. Jesus doesn't promise a helper. Jesus doesn't promise a paraclete. Actually, he says that the Father will send another helper, another paraclete. You know, when we think about the Holy Spirit, we often think that it's the Holy Spirit is the helper, that he's the paraclete. But what we can see here in Scripture is Jesus saying that, that the Holy Spirit is another paraclete. So that means that there must have been one that came before him. A person who comes alongside to help, to comfort, to strengthen, to be our advocate, to save. You know, the only person who could be the paraclete before the Holy Spirit is, of course, Jesus himself. 
Jesus is the original paraclete. Jesus is the original helper. You know, it's Jesus who's gathered the disciples together, teaching them and correcting them, you know, forming them and shaping them as he prepared them to minister and to represent him to the world. It's Jesus who showed the disciples what was possible as he demonstrated the kingdom of God, as he demonstrated miracles, signs and wonders, as he taught about the kingdom of God and then invited the disciples to join him on that journey. And when the disciples struggled, he helped them, he corrected them, he empowered them and sent them back out to keep going. Jesus encouraged them. Jesus helped them. Jesus, oh, the janitor from Sterling High School is phoning me right now. <laughs> um, uh, no, never mind. It's in my, in my pocket. That's funny. Anyway. <laughs> So it was Jesus who helps the disciples to grow and to discover more of who they were and who they were called to be. And so now as Jesus looks towards his death and ultimately his departure from earth, he's telling the disciples, verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. So Jesus has given them a new identity, a new sense of family, a new sense of purpose. And he's saying, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to send another helper to be with you to replace me. <laughs> and so Jesus is not going to abandon them, but he will continue to help them. In fact, his plan is that he will fill them, that he'll fill them with his presence, with the mind of Christ to take wherever they go. You know, that's awesome. He's done that by, he comes to strengthen and fill us by the very design of God so that we too, in a similar way to the disciples, get to understand our identity, get to grow in our walk with Jesus, get to encounter Jesus. So the Holy Spirit has become a replacement for Jesus Christ on earth in terms of God's help and God's presence. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we can have a real relationship with Jesus. Jesus came in human form to reveal God the Father. And through Jesus, humanity gets to see what God was like, his character, his nature, his love. And then for us today, it's through the Holy Spirit that we get to have a real-time relationship with Jesus. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Amazing. But then maybe you're sitting here today and you're, you're like, well, you make it sound so easy, but I'm pretty sure I'm full with the Holy Spirit, but I don't feel like I can hear God. You know, I don't feel like I, I've felt the presence of God for a long time. You know, I've not felt God speak to me. I've not experienced life like that. And, you know, I think there's lots of reasons why we might feel like that today. But Jesus also teaches in this passage that there are some conditions attached to him revealing himself to us. There's some conditions to us encountering him through the Holy Spirit. And these instructions are kind of sandwiched at the front and the back of this passage. So it starts in verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And then again at the end of the section, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. So other translations say, I will love them and manifest myself to them. What Jesus is highlighting to his disciples is that obedience is so key. That following his commands is so key to the closeness of Jesus. 
Obedience is, our, is the fruit of our true love for him. You know, obedience isn't just our, our obligation. We're not just obligated to obey, but actually obedience should be the fruit of our love for him. You know, our salvation is not conditional on our obedience, but I feel like what it's saying here is that our level of closeness with Jesus is. You know, the disciples were far from perfect when Jesus called them to follow him. But they grew as they listened and as they obeyed his teaching. You know, this wasn't a passive thing. It was active. You know, they showed up to class, as it were. You know, they sacrificed to be around Jesus, to follow Jesus. You know, they left their homes as they went to follow him, to be under his teaching. And as they followed his examples and as they obeyed his teaching, they got to do the things that Jesus did. And even at the end, as Jesus instructed them to wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came, do not leave. You know, they obeyed that command. We don't know, I don't think we know how long they had to wait for, but they obeyed and they waited until the Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit fell. You know, obedience is so key to receiving more of the Holy Spirit. And you know, God's heart for each one of us is that we would grow in him. And he offers us the Holy Spirit to help with that. That we grow our relationship with him, our closeness to him, our identity in him, our authority in him, and ultimately our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. You know, each one of us has a purpose to welcome the kingdom of God in the different areas and places that God has put us. You know, as a church, we have a call to, to represent him to, to Sterling and beyond. And at the heart of all of this is a healthy and growing relationship with Jesus. At the heart of this is about recognizing that he is Lord of our lives and choosing to submit ourselves to his commands, to be obedient to what he's asking us to do through the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is given to us to be our helper, to help us to grow in the things of God, to grow to maturity. And the Holy Spirit doesn't come to possess us. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes, we don't suddenly lose control of our body. You know, the Holy Spirit comes and fills us, but we still have choices to make on that journey. You know, we can decide how much of ourselves we give, how much of ourselves we surrender, how much, of our, how much we choose to pursue more of the Holy Spirit in us. We can decide how much help we want to receive from the Holy Spirit. Do we want to be those ask for help followers of Jesus? Or do we want to be the do it ourselves followers of Jesus? You know, I wonder ultimately who's going to bear more fruit. Speaking of growth, I guess one thing I'm terrible at is keeping plants alive. <laughs> I'm really sorry to admit that because I know that there's people in the room who've given me plants uh, <laughs> over the last few years, but sadly I have one left. Um, and those that haven't died of um, thirst are probably um, in danger of dying of drowning. So <laughs> I'm not very good at looking after plants. But one thing I have learned and I do know is that in order for a plant to grow and to stay healthy, it needs the right conditions. And it's the same, actually, with anything that needs to grow. How do we grow? How do we ask the Holy Spirit? How do we um, access the help of the Holy Spirit in order that we grow? And so really simply, I just wanted to finish um, just by a wee acronym here of GROW. Um, the first thing is that we need to give our time and our attention to the Holy Spirit. I know that we've already touched on this as we've spoken about the Holy Spirit as a person and grown in our relationship, but there's no getting around the fact that if we want to grow in receiving more of the help of the Holy Spirit, we need to give him time. We need to give him our attention. 
You know, we need to invest time. We need to carve out time. We need to seek time. We need to prioritize time in the midst of busy, noisy, hectic lives. And that just looks like even just simply inviting the Holy Spirit to come. And, you know, not just at church on a Sunday, but just even getting out of bed in the morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Or maybe it's you're standing in the shower in the morning. Come, Holy Spirit. You know, whatever it is that can just remind you to do it. You know, how can we make and carve out time to just welcome the Holy Spirit to come? To give him our time, to give him our attention, to expect that he wants to speak to us. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to every single one of us all the time. (laughs) How do we make time to wait on him? And you know what? It's difficult. You know, I remember when I first tried to, to, um, to start hearing God, it was hard work. I felt like I was getting nowhere. But I just want to encourage us, practice, practice, practice. If we feel like we're struggling, keep going. If we feel like we're struggling, ask other people around us that maybe um, find it a little bit easier to hear God. You know, we're all on a journey with this. Um, but I just want to encourage us to practice, practice, practice hearing God, inviting God, inviting the Holy Spirit to come. Secondly, R, rely on him. You know, how dependent are we on the Holy Spirit? And I was just thinking about churches and other nations of the world and how much they need to depend on the Holy, on the Holy Spirit in the face of, of persecution, in the face of so many things. And in a very real sense, I suppose, we're a lot more comfortable as a church in this nation, although I know things are changing. But, you know, God's heart is that we as followers of Jesus would rely on him completely in everything, on everything, that we would depend on him no matter what situation it is that we face. You know, how can we increase this ability to just invite him into every situation? You know, he has something to say. He's interested in every part of our lives, whether it's raising our children, whether it's friendships, uh, whether it's in our workplaces. Maybe there's, there's conflict, there's things going on, and we can invite the Holy Spirit wisdom to come and speak to that. You know, maybe we're wondering what it is we're supposed to do with our lives. You know, what are our dreams for the future? The Holy Spirit wants to speak into all these things in our church, even in areas of our mental health and our physical health. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit, welcome the Holy Spirit. You know, it's all kingdom, and he's, been, he's waiting to be invited into all of it, to speak to us in all of those things. To go to him first, to ask him for help in everything we do. You know, God doesn't get fed up of us asking him for help. He loves it. He loves it when we come to him. He loves it when we seek him. We, he loves it when we ask him his opinion. Oh, obey him. You know, we spoke about this a little bit already, but when he speaks, when he prompts, when he highlights a piece of passage of scripture, we're reading in some, something in scripture that we realize we're maybe not quite living out. You know, we have a choice to make. You know, we need to choose to obey the teachings of Jesus. And I think we grow as we obey the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we obey the commands of Jesus, we grow. And sometimes it can be hard to obey in our own strength. And the Holy Spirit is present with us to help us. You know, there's definitely areas of our life. Sometimes we maybe fall into habitual sin. We get in bad patterns or we're dealing with unforgiveness. Or maybe there's things that just seem like they're too big and too hard to fix on our own. Well, the Holy Spirit is present to help. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. The Holy Spirit wants to bring deliverance and freedom. And sometimes that's not in and of ourselves, but actually we need the power and the presence of God to come and to set us free. 
when we name it before him, when we invite him in, when we repent, when we ask him to come, he will set us free. He is a God who delivers us, um, particularly in areas where it feels like we're not in control. His heart is to come that he wants to set us free. So obedience is a choice, but sometimes it's also something that the Holy Spirit needs to help us with as well. And as we're obedient in the small things of God, he can entrust us with more. He can entrust us with more responsibility, with more revelation of his power and his presence and also his heart. And then finally, W, walk with him. The Holy Spirit has come to fill our hearts. The Holy Spirit has come to live in us. And that means that he goes wherever we go. I think that's amazing. You know, if you think what it was like in the Old Testament, where the only way they could get into the presence of God was to be in the Holy of Holies in a, in the, in a tent, and only certain people were allowed to go there. You know, we are so privileged that we can have the mind of Christ living in us, the presence of God in us, and that he goes with us wherever we go. I don't know if you remember, you used to get those WWJD bands that we used to have and wear on our wrists as a kind of sign that we were a Christian. And the idea of those bands were that whenever you're in a situation, you were supposed to ask yourself, what would Jesus do? But the reality is he's with us. We can ask him directly in whatever situation we face. Jesus, what would you do? What would you have me do in this situation? You know, I want to learn to do life with an expectancy that Jesus is with me always, that he goes wherever I go, whatever situation we face, we face, that we would do life with Jesus. You know, Jesus doesn't just speak in church on a Sunday. Jesus doesn't just speak through the Holy Spirit in our quiet time, but he speaks to us as we go, as we do life, as we drive our car, as we walk down the street, as we go to the gym. You know, he is with us. So how do we learn to walk with him? in whatever we do. You know, as I was writing this this week, I personally felt that I want to receive the Holy Spirit afresh as my helper. You know, I know that there are areas of my life where I'm trying to do it alone, where I'm trying to, where I'm not fully dependent on him, where I've not fully invited him in. You know, I want to grow with him and I want to grow in him. I want to be effective in the kingdom of God. And you know what? I just bet that's true for a whole bunch of us here today. You know, I wanted to just finish this morning with a reflection. Just two simple questions for us to just personally just think and reflect on ourselves before God. And those are the, these here. Holy Spirit, is there anything that I'm trying to do without you? And secondly, Holy Spirit, is there anything you're doing without me? You know, the Holy Spirit is at work and he desires to use us. You know, Holy Spirit, is there anything that you're doing without me? Is there anything that you want to invite me in to partner in with you? And I just want to invite the worship team to, to come back up as we just have a bit of a reflection on those couple of questions. Just create a couple, of, uh, just create a bit of space. Why don't we stand together as we just, as we just focus on those, on those two questions. Holy Spirit, we invite you this morning. We invite you to come and just speak to our hearts. Father, would you show us if there is anything that we are doing in our lives without you? 
Father, would you show us the areas you want to break into? But equally, Lord, what are the things that you're doing without us that you want to invite us into? (laughs) So, Father, we just invite you to speak this morning. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.